I'm Enoch. And I'm Isaac. And you're listening to the What About Therapy podcast, where we talk about the what and the why behind all things therapy. And today, we're talking about silver linings and why we really need to stop them (laughs) as a society, as a whole. Um, So silver linings are interesting. We first let's start where where it, um, where it started. Okay, back in 1634, mm-hmm. by a poet named John Milton. I'm sure some of you have uh, heard his poems before. But one day, John was sitting outside in the dark, and the moon was out. John looked up at the moon, and there was a cloud in front of this moon, and it made the outside of the cloud shiny. And so, there we go. That's where the silver lining began. (laughs) Wow, shiny. Silver clouds, silver lining. Hmm, Maybe we can find what's good in what's supposedly dark. The the interesting thing about this story is that someone out at night as well from a different angle would have seen the clouds too, and they would have just been dark. So, yeah. Well, John Milton. John Milton, there you go, man. You're starting off some of the most toxic things that America has seen. (laughs) If we had a time machine, we could go back. We'd we'd give him a nice talking to, you know, but Uh, what are you going to do? So we're going to talk about that today Um, and kind of like why we have silver linings, like what people are trying to achieve when we talk about silver linings, but also kind of the toxicity behind it and how we can reframe that hopefully. So yeah, silver linings have a purpose but they're not for the purpose that you think and the purpose that we've been using them for, that we've been programmed to use them for in the country. I don't know how it is outside of the, outside of the country, but in the U.S. specifically, um, silver linings are kind of the go-to one-stop shop for anything you need to hear that's going to help you out. Yeah, so here we're going to do a little mock session for you. For you all listeners. Yeah, if, if you don't know what a silver lining is, it's trying to see the good in something bad or something unfortunate. So here we go. So go, here we go. I, am the, I am the client seeing Enoch, the therapist, and um, here we go. Jumping right into it. Hey, Professor Elder... Uh, <laughs> whatever your name is. <laughs> Dr. Fossum. Uh, I wanna, yeah, whatever. Say what you want. Okay, Dr. Fossum. <laughs> Today was really hard for me. I... Uh, I lost my car um, in an accident and I don't know what I'm going to do financially to like commute to work anymore. You know, I just, I don't know if I can do it. Oh man. Well, at least you're okay. At least you still have a house. Wow. Thanks. That helps so much. (laughs) I feel so much better now that he told me that I have a house. Oh, (laughs) never thought of that before. (laughs) Yeah. Never thought of that. Thanks. (laughs) And that's that that's what people with silver linings want to hear, right? You're like you share something and you want them to say, "Oh my gosh, revelatory." Exactly what I needed. Holy cow. But in reality, you're just scraping on surface level facts and you're drawing on it's kind of just a lazy response in a way of trying yeah. to find like, "Oh, well, it's not that bad, right? You got a house still." Right. Well, thanks for fixing my problem of not having a car. Right. It's it's interesting because we've all silver lined something that someone has said and i'm sure i will do that down the road it's just something that is natural to all of us for whatever reason it's natural just to find that silver lining and to try and be the aid to someone or be someone's savior 
where we can say something and it transforms their entire life and then we get praised for it. So in a way, it can be looked at as kind of like a selfish response too. Right. Like they want to, you want them to think you are just awesome. So helpful. Appreciate that response. Never thought I still had a house. That's great. <laughs> Holy cow. Didn't know that. Thanks. I, I think it's just like a automatic response that's built into us just from society. I don't know what it is and where it came from. John Milton. Well, yeah, there we go. John Milton. Heck but, you, John. But where it came from in my life, I don't know. I think it was just people around me and just the way we talk. And I also right. think that it's a defense mechanism to avoid hard emotions. Right. It's our way of trying to just look at the bright side, right? You just look, oh, at least you have a house. Instead of being like, wow, that really sucks. You don't have a car anymore. Let's talk right. about that a little bit and navigate those feelings. And it's probably our subconscious way. I would assume it's our subconscious way of trying to avoid difficult feelings, difficult mm -hmm. conversations, because yeah. we want to be the person that's fun to talk to, the person that just gives great advice, the person that's like brings up these good emotions instead of someone that you can sit with and talk about hard things. Right. Silver Lining wants to skip to the end of grief and just kind of ignore it and just not even process it just ignore it oh well um you're having infertility issues well at least you're still strong and healthy at least you have at least you're married at least um let's say someone had a miscarriage at least you can get pregnant right stuff like that it's like oh wow i never thought about that thank you that's very helpful and really at the end of the day it's not like, um, I just think it's, like Isaac said, we want to avoid the hard conversations. And so at the same time, it could be kind of like a defense mechanism, maybe, or a, just a way that our brain's like, nah, well, I don't want to deal with that grief right now. Yeah. So let's say something, hmm, inspirational, maybe something they never thought of before. Like, <laughs> at least blank. Right. If you ever find yourself saying at least something when someone shares some grief with you, you should stop yourself. Right. I think there's power in saying um, two words. I found this very helpful. Is just saying, that sucks. Yeah. Oftentimes, that's what mm -hmm. people want. Yeah. Dang, that sucks. That Tell me sucks. about that. Like, yeah. how did that happen? Oh my gosh, yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. And it's also, honestly... If you can program yourself to say that, it's an easier response in a way because I think we oftentimes try to fix problems as well. Yeah. That people aren't telling us these problems because they want us to fix them. They're telling us because they want support in them. Right. And so when people come to us and they share things that maybe we don't have an answer to, this happens to me all the time at work. Someone will come to me with some crazy traumatic experience. I have no experience in that. And I don't know what it's like. But I can say something like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. That just sucks. Yeah. Can I do anything to help you in the future? Like, sorry you got triggered from that. I'm, yeah. That's terrible. And you're allowing them to let that emotion out instead of kind of pushing it back on them. Yeah. Pushing it back on them or just throwing it to the side. It's yeah. like this person starts to give you their heart and you're like, yeah, but have you seen this? Yeah, this <laughs> is cool. Here. <laughs> Like, I know like you, you mean well, bless your heart. If you're, if you silver line, which you do, cause I do. 
Everyone does. It's just ingrained by John Milton. <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, so you're going to silver line and stuff like that. But it's not helpful. And I don't know where we... Like, I don't know. Because you think naturally that when you say, oh, that sucks to someone, we feel like it's not helpful, which is interesting. Again, probably thanks to John, because we want a silver line. Mr. Milton. But just saying that sucks is acknowledging what they told you. Or it's saying, in other words, okay, I hear you. Holy cow, that does suck. And Isaac said a, an important phrase, tell me more. Again, you're not trying to fix anything. You're not, you're not trying to see the bright side of it. You're just not. And don't try. You just want to sit there with them in those emotions. Say, that sucks. Tell me more. Like, what else? How was it for you? What are you thinking? Um, can I help? And Austin and I did an episode a while ago. I don't even know what it was about. We talked about how an important phrase that you can always say is, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to say right now. But thanks for telling me. You know, yeah. and saying that I'm here for you. Thanks for telling me. You're awesome. That's great. Just just let me know if I can do anything <laughs> Maybe not, for that's you. That's great. Right. Yeah, not that's great. <laughs> oh, nice. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow, cool, bud. Silver lining. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> another important thing, too, is that there there's still a way to be hopeful for people. Like, when we're we're saying that sucks and I'm sorry, we're not saying that, it's hopeless, right? right? There right. are situations where there really is no bright side. Like someone comes up to you and they say, I was abused when I was a child. Mm -hmm. That's a heavy topic. And there's no bright side to that. Or people dealing with infertility or right. people dealing with death. Right. It's there's no like, bright side. It's tough and it yeah. sucks. Yeah. But there's still ways we can remain hopeful as well when we offer support without saying at least blank. Hope, hopeful support can be really beneficial for people. You can help motivate them. You can help encourage them and be a support instead of saying, oh, that's tough. Um, oh, that's tough. Tough. Well, see you later. See ya. <laughs> it's like that's right. Dumb and dumber scene. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Oh, well, see you later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> but we can offer support in hopeful ways. And yeah. I'd hope that it's not just that sucks. I'm sorry, but it's that sucks. I'm sorry. Can I do anything to help you right now? Like, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. And oftentimes people are, people just don't know. And they say, I don't really know what you can do right now. And you say, oh, well, okay. I mean, if you want to talk about it some more, I'm always here. Mm -hmm. And that's hopeful support. You give them hope that, hey, when I come to this person, I can talk to them and I can let out this emotion and feel better about myself without them kind of minimizing like what it is. Yeah. Something that can be helpful is stating facts about them. Something like you are strong. You're doing great mm -hmm. um stuff like that like give them facts about them not oh well and i would say facts about the personality not facts about uh their life or at anything. least you still have this at least you still have that right um stuff like that and so let's talk about real quick when to use silver linings because john milton although he did this to the society silver linings aren't bad it's just in the they need to be used in the correct way and at the correct time. So first things first, silver linings have to be personal, as in they're for you to discover, for you. Not for anyone else. They're not for you to go tell someone, oh, 
but look at this bright side in your life. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the way silver linings work. Silver linings are much more helpful when you're going through the hard trial and then you come to the realization that, oh, I have this, this, and this still, and it may not be as bad as I think, you know? Yeah. When you come to understand that for yourself, it's totally different when you try and tell someone how they should be feeling or how they should be viewing a situation. You're not them. Mm-hmm. And you can't try and force them to view something in a different way. Like John Milton looking up at the, st- at the moon, he sees the cloud. Someone in a different spot than he is could see a dark cloud, no silver lining. And he's like, oh, well, at least that cloud's shiny. <laughs> the other guy's looking up at the, at the clouds like, um, no, it's still dark, actually. No, oh, well, it's bright for me, so you should be happy, too, about Trust it. Me. Trust, Trust me. Trust me. Yeah. I think there's a fine line, too. There's, I think, another way of looking at silver lining is optimism. Yeah. And you can't really just give someone optimism. Right. You can't be like, hey, and you try to just make them optimistic about something. That's going to hang in there, champ. Hang in there, bud. Tap them on the head, you know, give them some ice cream. It's like something, optimism is something that needs to be discovered for yourself. Right. Um, through personal reflection. And then it's really beneficial. So when people say, hey, are you a cup half full or a half empty type of person? That's like a personal question. They couldn't say, well, that someone could see the cup half full, someone could see it half empty. But I couldn't, I, it's not my place to convince you that it's Say, half full. Hmm, looking at you, you seem like the cup half empty kind of guy. So I think that's what you are. So why don't you view it that way? We all hate labels. So why are we trying to label people? Tell them. So I think silver lining can also be a type of labeling a situation in an inconsiderate way. Yeah. Or trying to force our outlook or optimism on someone else. And the harsh reality is you can't just like change the way that somebody thinks. Yeah. They have to do that themselves. You can show support in ways that help them change their outlook on life or share practices maybe if they're open for that. But it's just in situations like that, the last thing you want to do is try to push something on someone else. Right. You don't want to try and change the reality and try and become their savior, become the person that changed their life because of what you said to them. Oh my gosh, this person said I, oh, at least I still have a family. Holy cow, that's crazy. I'll or never if, forget the moment when he said I still have a family <laughs> after I lost everything I have. Right. Or like if you have a grandparent pass away, like we had um, our grandma on our dad's side pass away. And a silver lining for that would be, well, at least you still have a grandma on your mom's side. Like, oh, Duh, I forgot about that. Totally oh forgot. my gosh, thank you. All of a sudden, the heartache I feel from losing this person and this like very real relationship for now is just, it's just gone. Yeah, wow, you're amazing. Thank Thanks. you for that. I'm sure you've, I'm sure you get the idea now. <laughs> it's not, it's not very helpful. It's just really funny to actually just yeah. think about it that way. And hopefully as we've shared these, you can think of situations in your head of when you might use a silver lining and maybe a different response you could use in those situations. Yeah. Because it's just, like we said, oftentimes it's just an automatic response that we have mm-hmm. because we're trying to avoid emotions. And to each their own, right? Some people really don't want to talk about the emotion and that's a way to avoid right. it. Like, But there's also a healthier way to avoid it by saying something like Enoch said, I really don't know what to say right now because that's like a very heavy emotion. But if I can do anything to help, I can. Yeah. I just don't really know what to say. 
And that's a way better response because you're validating how they feel and the weight of the situation. And you're not trying to just like push it away. And you're just saying, I don't know what to do. Yeah. But I appreciate you coming to me. That's awesome that you shared that with me. Thank you. Right. Saying, thank you for telling me. No one says that. It's always the go-to is that silver lining. And again, mm-hmm. it's it's ingrained in our society. And so don't feel bad because you silver line people's stuff. It's okay. It's normal. Um, but we're trying to change that. So remember, when you're dealing with another person and their emotions, they come to you and express something hard they're going through. Silver lining is not empathy. So don't even don't even try. If you don't know what to say, say that. Say man, thank you for telling me. I don't know what to say right now. But holy cow, like, can I do anything for you? Something like that, rather than, but, or at least. You want to avoid those phrases. And if you're going to say at least, stop yourself right there and say, at least I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot healthier. And I think empathy is honestly a cure like not a fix-all, right? And it's not a cure to make you 100% better all the time, but it can be a cure for a lot of different difficult situations over time. Empathy is what people need in life. And empathy is what we kind of get the least of a lot of the time because it takes a lot of emotion and it requires other people to care a lot. Yeah. And so the more we look outward and think empathetically or compassionately, the better it'll be for us and for others, just the better we can deal with situations like that. It's just, um, there's something else as well that I've been trying a lot recently is I try not to say, but a lot. Yeah. Um, I try to say, and instead of, but yeah. And so there can be situations we, I find myself all the time saying, but (laughs) but then I try to say, and because it's not just saying, Oh, we're limited to this one option. So this, but this, it's this and this, So my car isn't working and I have a friend that can take me. That's like better, right? Because you you acknowledge that the situation sucks and it's still there. And you have this other option instead of but, duh. You know, you're trying to like uh, ignore the difficult situation. So there's power in that as well. Like silver lining for yourself, you know. Like I think oftentimes saying but is a silver lining for ourself. And so just saying and this. Right. And remember, don't come away from this saying, oh, all silver lining is bad. Because it's not. Silver lining is great when you discover it for yourself. Like if you look up at the sky and you see that that cloud has a silver lining on it, even though when it's dark, like that's going to be helpful for you. And it'll help you get through that that tough time. But you can't tell anyone else what they see. Right. And so we've talked about empathy quite a bit in past episodes, Um, specifically the video by Brene Brown. Have you seen that one? with the how she talks about the differences between sympathy and empathy. No, but I mean, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. So the video talks about the differences between sympathy and empathy. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we have a, a episode called Sympathy versus Empathy. Yeah, anyway, go back, try and find it. And there's a video where, or a, an animation, where they talk about how empathy means climbing down in a hole with that person who's already down there. So if someone's having a hard time, they're in that hole. You then climb down into that hole with them and sit with them in it. That's empathy. Sympathy is sitting from the top and saying, oh, well, you want a sandwich? (laughs) It looks tough down there. Right, it looks tough. And so 
the person that came to you that's going through the hard time is going to go through the hard time. It's going to be easier for them when they're not alone. And that's all empathy is, is being with them as they go through all that hard stuff that they have to go through because they're going to go through it. You can't stop it. And so silver lining is not going to help in that situation. So just sitting them with their, sitting there with them, helping them see that they're not alone in this, you're here for them, then they can process that and go through mm -hmm. that hard time um, together with you. Right. And what we hope you all take away from this is stop silver lining for other people and start silver lining for yourself. Yeah. So if we can focus on how to silver line for ourselves and find more optimism in our life, right? Or maybe the bright side of things in our life and still acknowledge the difficult things and stop trying to just force other people to see the good in their life. We'll just have a lot more empathetic society and we'll find that like I've seen this in my life. I'm more prone to just having friends come up and talk to me about difficult things because yeah. they know I'll just be like, dang, that's super hard. I'm right. sorry. I'm not trying to fix it. Yeah. And just sit there with them. So yeah. anyways, we hope you all got something today from this episode. I sure did. I actually really enjoyed this yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, episode 99. We got episode 100 coming up next. Next week, baby. So we hope 100. you all join us. Yeah. You guys are great. If you stuck around this long, you're amazing. You're an OG. Appreciate you. We love you. Danny D, take us out. What about, what about therapy? 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 Yeah. What about, what about therapy? 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 Yeah.